Welcome to Passive Income Group 360, the podcast for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no flashy Lambos, just real information that you can use today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Passive Income Group 360, the podcast. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. If you've been here before, welcome back. If it's your first time listening, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. So earlier today, I posted a blog post entitled, Is 500 a bad credit score? Or is a 500 credit score bad or something to that effect? And the reason that I posted it is because whether you plan on starting a business of your own or not, it's important to try to have the best credit score possible. So I went in depth and really talked about what a credit report is, what a credit score is. And I just thought it would be something good to talk about today. And I do want to talk about those things and also exactly why it's important to have a higher credit score if possible and what you can do to try to improve it if it's less than perfect or less than excellent or even less than good right now. Okay, so some of this information may just be applicable to those of you who are in the United States. I'm not sure. Um, So I apologize for that. But let's just go ahead and jump right in. So what is a credit report? A credit report is generated by one of three major credit bureaus here in the U.S., And it's also something that's reported by different independent companies. And what they are is basically a history, a snapshot. It shows your payment history. It shows, you know, basically everything that, you know, someone looking at it might want to see to determine whether or not you are credit worthy. So it'll show whether or not you have on-time payments, late payments, and if they were late, how late were they? It shows public records. So if you filed bankruptcy or if you have a public lien or a judgment from a court that has been filed against you, it'll show that. And typically the information on there will go back maybe seven to 10 years, just depending on what that particular item is. It also shows who has requested your credit report recently. So if you've applied for a credit card or a loan, in the past two years, it'll show those people, they've requested uh, a copy of your credit report. It also shows your recent addresses. So if you've moved in, you know, over the past three, five years, it'll show all of your previous addresses as well. So it's something that a potential creditor will pull to find out whether or not they want to take the risk in lending you money or offering you credit. So that credit report is generated by three credit bureaus. The main ones in the U.S. are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. And there are also a couple of private companies. One is Fair Isaacs Corporation, which uh, creates a FICO credit score that's used by a lot of the top lenders. 
And there's also another company called Vantage Score that comes up that comes out with their own credit score as well. And these two private companies, they basically just give the person requesting your information a score as opposed to a credit report from the credit bureaus that gives more of an overall picture of what have, may have been happening. So if you've gone through some type of hardship or just some major event that really caused you to fall off track in terms of making your uh, credit card payments or loan payments on time, a credit report will show more of that story. You can provide that to someone and you, you can kind of explain to them, you know, look, you know, a few years ago, this is what happened to me and this is why I fell off track. And you can look here a few months ago, I started picking up my payments again and now I'm back on track. And you can kind of use that as a way to explain why you may have fallen on hard times or had difficulty making your payments on time. Whereas a credit score from FICO or Vantage score, that's just a score. So if you're attempting to do business with a lender that relies solely on a FICO score, it's it's difficult to try to explain why you may have a less than perfect score because all they're going to see is that is that number. All right, so um, a credit score is basically a numerical representation of your credit worthiness. And when I say credit worthiness, that's just a term that the lender will use. I know that we all go through things just because you've got a less than perfect score. It doesn't mean that you can't be trusted with credit. It doesn't mean that you don't make every attempt to make your payments on time. But the term credit worthiness is what a lender will use when they're evaluating whether or not they want to, you know, take the risk in terms of lending someone credit or offering them a loan. So that score is a numerical representation of that. And it generally will fall between 300 and 850. And within that range, the credit bureaus and lenders will categorize us as having either very poor credit all the way up to excellent. And very poor is, of course, closer to the 300 range, 350, 400. And then once you're up to 800, 850, that's that's what will be considered excellent credit. And we'll talk a minute about why we should all be striving to fall into that excellent credit category. Now, if you do find that there are errors on your credit report, and by the way, you are entitled to a copy a free copy of your credit report from each of the three credit bureaus that I named, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. And you can either call them. They've all got toll-free numbers. You can write to them. You can go on the website and request your free credit report. Or you can go to a website called annualcreditreport.com. And on the day that I'm recording this, you can you know, go there and request all three in one place. And if you're able to download, you know, if you have a printer, you can print it off yourself. You don't have to wait for the credit bureaus to send it to you. But you can go on that website once a year and get a copy of your credit reports. And it's important to do that because sometimes there are mistakes on there. Sometimes there are things that are on there longer than they're supposed to be because a regular credit card history should not be on there more than seven years. So if it's 2021 and you've still got 
a late payment on there from the year 2000, then that's something that you definitely will want to contact the credit bureau about and have them remove it because it's hurting your credit score unnecessarily. So you want to make sure you check your credit score once a year to make sure everything on there is accurate. If it's showing a late payment, make sure that's accurate. And if you do find any mistakes, it's important to reach out to them and have it corrected. And one of the best ways to do that is to send the credit bureau that's reporting this inaccuracy, send them a copy of the credit report where you've you know, notified or marked somewhere on the credit report where the error is and write a cover letter explaining the error and send it to them via certified mail or some other way where you can prove the date that you send it to them and the date that they received it. So if you send a certified mail, you know, request a receipt, this way you have proof of when you sent it and when they received it. And within 30 days, the credit bureau is required to either prove that the notation on your credit report is correct and send you back proof, or they have to remove that negative notation, the negative mark from your credit report. So it's important to do that. Make sure that there's anything negative on your report that you challenge it or dispute it and follow up. If they haven't, if you haven't heard anything and it's been 90 days, write them back and then demand that they remove that negative mark from your credit report and also ask for a new credit report to make sure that it's been taken off and that should help your score. Now, some of the things that will possibly hurt your credit score or, or, or lower your credit score because you ideally want to start at 800 and, you know, every time you make a late payment or there's some negative, uh, item that hits your credit report, it'll go down. But some of the things that will have a negative impact in addition to, of course, not making your payments on time or just skipping months altogether is your credit usage. So if you have, let's say you have a lot of credit cards and the balances or limits are maybe $2,000, $5,000, and your balance is close to those limits, that will hurt your score. So even though you're making your payments on time, if you're close to your credit limit and you're close to the limit on several different cards, that'll have a negative impact on your score. So ideally you want to try to stay under 30% of your available credit. So if you use a card, try to pay the balance off or if not pay it off so that you're only leaving about 30% of your available credit on your card. Does that make sense? So if your credit limit is $1,000 and you buy something that's $500, ideally you want to pay it down at least so you've got no more than about $300 on that card. Okay. And then making monthly payments on time will definitely help you score. Another thing is the length of your credit history. So the longer you have a credit history, the better. And sometimes no credit or you know, someone just trying to get their very first card will, will actually work against them because they have no credit. There's nothing for a lender to look at to gauge whether or not you are a good credit risk. So if you've got credit history, you've had, you know, credit cards for 10, 15, 20 years, that's helping. And in addition to that, 
is a mix of different types of credit. So if you have a long credit history and you've got you know, maybe a car loan, a credit card, a personal loan, a charge card, you know, different types of credit that you're paying on time, that can have a positive impact on your overall score. And the last thing that I'll mention is credit inquiries. And this is because a lot of people don't realize when you request credit and they pull your credit report or they request your credit report from one of the credit reporting bureaus, it's called inquiry. And too many of these will reduce your score and they stay on your credit report for two years. So try not to apply for too many credit cards or too many loans in a short period of time because it will lower your score and then it'll appear it'll appear to a lender that you're struggling financially and that you're trying to get too much credit immediately. So if you have to, let's say you're you know shopping for a car, a new car, and you're shopping around, you're going to different dealerships, just keep in mind, you don't want them to run your credit at every dealership because then you'll have a ton of inquiries on your report and they'll be on there for two years. So think hard about, you know, what types of, you know, accounts you're really serious about opening. You don't want them running inquiries just for the sake of doing it because it will impact your score is what I mean. So if you have to, you know, request credit, do it, but just keep in mind that you don't want to do it just willy nilly because it will, it'll hurt your score if you do too many. Now, a lot of us do have credit scores that are less than perfect and maybe, you know, in the 400s or 500s, or even, you know, if you have a 600 score, I think that may still be considered fair. So even that's not good or what they call very good. And the reason we all should strive to improve our credit is because it can save us money in the long run. With a higher credit score, it's possible to gain access to no interest or low interest loans. And especially when you're buying, you have a large purchase like a car or a home. You're saving money down the road. If you buy a house and your credit score is low, so you've got a, a six, 7% interest rate, as opposed to someone else who's got ex excellent credit and they've got a 2% interest rate, that's a huge difference over the course of 30 years. Big difference. So having that lower credit score, I mean, having that higher credit score will give you access to uh, lower interest loans and even no interest, you know, credit cards and loans and things like that. Another benefit is that you have more options in terms, you know, in terms of credit cards. So if you do need a credit card with a higher credit score, you can shop for a card with lower interest rates or cards that offer a rewards program so that you're saving money on the interest rate and you've got access to other benefits in the, in the way of rewards or cashback programs on the card. Also, utility companies are less likely to require a security deposit. So if you've got a lower credit score and you move and you've got to turn on utilities somewhere, if you've got a low credit score, chances are they may ask for either a security deposit or more of a security deposit. They ask, they ask for more money up front. Similarly, insurance companies, if you have a higher credit score, they will likely charge you less monthly. Then if you've got a low score, you may wind up paying more for the same insurance coverage. And finally, 
if you are thinking about renting and the landlord is planning to pull your credit, uh, you know, well, if you've got a higher credit score, it may give you more housing options. So if the landlord is looking for a certain credit score and they go and they want to pull your FICO score and it's low, they may decide to rent it to someone else who's got a higher credit score. And if they're requesting a FICO score, remember that one doesn't really give you the whole picture, like a credit report, it just gives you a score. So, you know, let's keep that in mind as well. Now, of course, you can, you know, do things to raise your score. You can, um, you know, make your payments on time. And trust me, I know that this is definitely way easier said than done. Everyone wants to pay their credit card payments on time. But the ways to raise the score is making the payments on time, um, keeping your balances below that 30% available credit threshold, limiting your inquiries, and trying to keep a mix of the different uh, types of credit on your report. And all those things will help. And if you're able to do that over time, your credit score will go up. It should go up gradually every month. Things are going to happen where it may knock you back down a little bit, but it's not the end of the world. The score will go up. It will improve. If you need assistance, there are credit counseling agencies. There are people out there who have, well, they call them debt repair companies. I don't really like the name debt repair because typically if there's something that's accurate on your credit report, you can try and dispute it. But if they're able to verify that it's, it's accurate, it's not coming off of your credit report. That's mainly for finding errors and, you know, having someone help you contact your creditors and ask them, look, you know, I was late on a payment. Could you please remove the negative notation from my report? Doesn't hurt to ask. Some creditors will do that, especially if you no longer have an account with them. If it's an old account that's been closed for years, why not call, you know, explain your situation. I'm trying to clean up my credit report. I see I had one late payment back in, you know, 2018. How do I request that that be taken off my credit report, that negative notation? And you can try it. But I would definitely suggest if you need more assistance to contact a credit counselor or a debt consolidation agency and just ask if there's someone there that can help you either with counseling or with helping you to dispute some of the items on your credit report and try to get it cleaned up. You know, don't ignore it. It's not going anywhere. You might as well just face it head on. Nobody wants to deal with it when you can't pay your bills. Nobody wants to deal with the credit. But it's important that we all try to work to clean up the inaccuracies if possible and to adopt, you know, healthy credit habits so that we can raise our scores and save money and get access to these perks that people that have 849 credit scores get. You know, why not? So if you want more in-depth information, please go to the website and you can read the blog. There's also a link to a credit counseling company that's really good on there. And it's at Passive Income Group 360 forward slash, forward slash, what is it? Forward slash, I think it's 500 hyphen 
credit hyphen score. But if you just go to the website and go to the blog, you'll see it. It was just posted today. Okay, so that's going to do it for me. Um, I hope you're all doing well and I hope that you're all healthy and safe. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. Peace. One more thing. I want to let you know that I'll leave the information for the credit counseling company in the show notes. So if you're interested to get more information, look in the description for the show, this episode, and you'll be able to click on that link and go directly to them. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace.